Common Knowledge Podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. An already convicted sex trafficker, R. Kelly, who's in jail as we speak, just got slapped with 30 more years in jail for sexual abuse. And let me just read a little bit of the BBC story. U.S. singer R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison for using his celebrity status to sexually abuse children and women. The R&B artist, 55, was convicted last September in New York for racketeering and sex trafficking crimes. Lawyers for the singer, whose real name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, Sylvester, says he will appeal. Ahead of his sentencing, a handful of women took to the stand to confront Kelly. A woman identified only as Angela called the singer a pie piper who grew in wickedness with every new victim. While others who were not named testified that he had broken their spirit. I literally wished I would die because of how you treated me and made me feel, said one. Dressed in prison khakis and dark glasses, Kelly declined to make a statement of his own and did not react to the verdict that was handed down and that's a good move buddy like ain't nothing you could have said to make that better robert yeah sometimes the best move is to shut the fuck up and not say anything because it ain't shit you can say my guy and yo in september of last year i did a podcast about r kelly's then being convicted of sex trafficking in new york city and i said it was gonna be here again and here we are because dude did tours around the united states Non-stop. So it's going to be a bunch of states that can get this guy caught up on sex trafficking acts. And let's just be honest, man. When you're the DA, the attorney general, and you're in charge of the whole Justice Department of a state, you can just decide what, who you're going to convict. And R. Kelly is an easy target. It's, this is an easy way to build up your cachet with your constituents if you convict R. Kelly on sex crimes. Sex crimes, by the way, we already knew dude was doing. Like, dead ass. We already knew this. Dude, I married Aaliyah when she was 15. We all knew about it. This was all in plain sight, but now everybody kind of want to make R. Kelly this big virtue signal. And let me tell you something. R. Kelly is a monster. I truly believe R. Kelly's a monster and deserves every damn bit of the time he gets. Every bit of it. However, however, in this polarized culture climate era we live in, no matter on what side you stand on, people are making R. Kelly kind of like a de facto virtue signal. And I'm going to talk about it on both sides. Like, as I said once again in September, we all failed on this one. This was common knowledge that R. Kelly was a sex offender and was doing predatory acts towards young women. And men, in some cases. And men, and men, and men. For God's sakes, Dave Chappelle did a whole sketch on it. Right? Maybe he did multiple sketches. I think he did three sketches on it. Right? We all knew about this. The sex tapes were visible. In 2002, dude got off. And we watched Sparkle's niece hop on the court stand and say, that wasn't me that R. Kelly peed on. Like, we were set up to convict this man. And we... As a general public, I myself, I can say never saw the video, which I'm not knocking you if you did see the sex tape video because that was popping down there. I was in college at the time and a lot of my um, college 
friends were watching the R. Kelly sex tape. I can say I never saw it. I'm not saying that to say I'm better than you again, but I'm just saying that was a thing that was popping. I'm not knocking you if you saw it because that was all the rage back then. People were getting on LimeWire to try to find that sex tape, right? But we saw it then. That person that was visibly seen on the camcorder hopped on, stand under oath and said that wasn't me that R. Kelly peed on and do got off. And by the way, it wasn't just Dave Chappelle who talked about this. The Boondocks did a whole thing on this. <laughs> like, dead ass about R. Kelly. Introduced R. Kelly to older women. We all knew this dude. So once again, I'm not sitting here taking this whole, hey, man, finally, we all can rest assured now and justice was served. Nah, man, we all look like shit. <laughs> and look, I'm not, like, shitting on the victim. I don't know what deal she worked out with R. Kelly because... It's pretty obvious she was getting paid off by R. Kelly. So she made a business decision instead of convicting R. Kelly to let him live so she can get money. And miraculously, now she's kind of filed bankruptcy. So I'm thinking that really proves the fact that R. Kelly was paying her off. But the fact still remains, we saw dude get off. We saw it. So we all knew. So R. Kelly getting convicted now is not a thing we all should be patting ourselves on the back like, yeah, finally a predator off the streets. No, we should be asking the question, how was dude able to get off this goddamn long? And the answer is simple, because dude was a damn good singer. That's the answer. Along with the fact that we don't really care. Like, we care macro, but not micro. Like, we don't really... No, nah, actually, we don't care uh, macro either. We care more so micro. When shit happens to us personally, then we care. But in the main scheme of things, dude, we kind of let shit slide. Until it's like right in front of our face and there's a hubbub made about it. And then we start to care. Which, once again, that is the purpose of protesting. To get people involved and make people care. Because in general, we don't give a damn until it's right in front of our face. We got all these deflection mechanisms to make shit not as big as it is. Like, dude was a damn good singer. Everybody loved dude music. And we all turned our head because dude was a damn good singer. That, that's pretty much it. Do leverage his celebrity like most folks do. Like, I'm not going to say R. Kelly is the only one. And I'm not going to say people don't leverage influence into sex all the damn time or other acts. Like, people get free meals, which is terrible comparison, but you get what I'm saying. People get free meals off celebrity all the damn time. Oh, you're a celebrity. Your money's no good here. Don't, uh-uh. We give famous people free shit all the goddamn time. Or people leverage their celebrity to get, like, endorsements and other shit all the goddamn time. And that's what R. Kelly did with his celebrity for sex. Dude leveraged his celebrity to get sex. And the music was so goddamn good that we all just turned our heads. And, oh, you know, as long as he makes me another I believe I can fly, man, it's okay. So, yeah, just because dude's getting convicted of all his past wrongdoings now, I am not going to, like, just pat myself on the back. Because we all fail. We all look like shit, myself included. Now, on the other hand, though, like, what really is pissing me off is you other people who are here like, I'm still going to listen to R. Kelly music. I don't care. I'm going to listen to all his music. This conviction don't change nothing. And my, my, look, man, my reply to you is, so? Don't give a fuck. Listen to it. If you can listen to R. Kelly's music without getting sick in the stomach and being upset, cool. Go for it, dog. Like, I don't know why you have the need to broadcast that to everybody. 
Like, what are you trying to signal by saying that you're still going to listen to R. Kelly's music? Shut the fuck up and listen to his music. You're not proving anything by telling the whole general public, I don't care, I'm still going to listen to his music. All right, fine. Like, seriously, what are you getting out of saying that publicly? Because here's the thing, right? Everybody has their exceptions. Like, if we crucify everybody who listened to somebody who did something problematic in the music business, then all of us are going to get crucified. I listened to Miles Davis. I listened to James Brown. Matter of fact, I just listened to James Brown and played some of this stuff on the drums. James Brown's a damn good, damn good musician, dancer, and entertainer. Tumultuous past. <laughs> did a whole lot of problematic shit. Same thing with Miles Davis, right? And not just in the music business, man, in all aspects of life. My favorite actor is Johnny Depp. And yo, after that Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, look, man, both of them look like shit. Like Johnny Depp, thank God he got his career back because, you know, seems like some underhanded shit was done to him. But no, Johnny Depp looked like shit in there too. So, like, I'm not really mad at you for making an exception to listen to R. Kelly if you can. I personally cannot. I feel like dude was singing about. All the stuff he was doing to underage women. I feel like that when I listen to it. But also, let's point out this too. R. Kelly hasn't really been popping out here in these goddamn streets for the last 15 years. So you telling me that you're still going to listen to R. Kelly? All right, cool. If I believe I can fly and Ignition was the soundtrack to your summer and you feel like you can't let it go, cool. Shut the fuck up. Listen to that. But I don't need to know you listening to that. Like, y'all wouldn't know I was listening to James Brown until I just said it now. <laughs> like, really? Like, stop trying to virtue signal. Because what it is, dog, a lot of y'all are taking this R. Kelly conviction and being boisterous about him. Well, being boisterous about still listening to his music to say that you really don't care about women and somehow you're edgy and cool and you're not phased by all the harm he did to these women. That's basically what you're saying. That's what you're sitting in. Like, look, look at me. I'm indifferent to all this shit. And if that's your position, cool. But keep it to your goddamn self. Like, you're not impressing anybody by saying you're listening to R. Kelly's music. You look dumb as hell. But, yo, this ain't the last time we're going to hear about R. Kelly. I said it last year in September. I'm going to say it again. Dude going to be in the news about four more times. This year, probably. But here we go again, man. Like, yo, dude, dude pretty much going to die in jail, I, I think. Or once again, I can't say dude going to die in jail because Bill Cosby got off. And as I always say, the U.S. justice system is not really here to decide innocence. It's really not. It's about what you can prove. Because you can get a damn good lawyer that can get you off on technicalities. And that's the truth. If you thought the criminal justice system decides who's innocent or guilty, then that believe that means you really think OJ didn't do it. And there ain't nobody in their adult life that I talked to who doesn't believe OJ did it. But yo, dude got off on technicalities, man, because the homie Mark Furman was out here planting evidence, which, hey, that's a good reason to get off. But that's not what the U.S. justice system is here to do. So, you know, dude may get out, but until that day, man, yo, um, Good luck in prison, R. Kelly, because uh, I think last year, dude already got beat up in prison. They put dude on suicide watch, so he's going through it. But 
Anyway, man, R. Kelly, listen to this music you want to. I ain't. But for God's sakes, please stop using this man as a virtue signal. Please. Yo, if you like the Common Knowledge Podcast, check out the random show hosted with me and the homie, Alex Lex Caliber Hunter. On the random show, we talk about random shit. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at random. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B. Random. Yo, let's switch it up real quick and talk about the NBA. I am a Dallas Mavericks fan. And a lot of y'all are probably asking the question right now. Yo, Spade, I thought you was from Memphis, Tennessee. Why aren't you a Memphis Grizzlies fan? And that's because I was a Mavericks fan before the team moved to Memphis. Matter of fact, I remember when the team first moved to Memphis. I was actually working for the radio station there in Memphis. And I remember when they first came. And me being the real guy I am, I just can't jump ship, man. It's like, yeah, I come from the generation when you had your team, that was your team. <laughs> like, yo, it's only few cases where you are allowed to jump off your team. Right? You keep like the worst thing ever in the Mid-South to be called is a bandwagon jumper. You do not want to be called that. I come from that generation. Like you kids now, oh y'all just jump around. And I kind of get why y'all do that, man, because things are decentralized now with you know streaming and watching games on the internet and stuff like that. You it's possible now to watch every game anytime you want to. And it wasn't like that back in the day. Like, you only had so many teams that you were supposed to. So you pretty much was only regional. Right now, it's nationwide. So you can get a lot of people being Golden State Warriors fans now because the invention of the internet and they're streaming everything online. So, you know. And plus, like I said, the NBA did a damn good job marketing themselves in that way. So I get why today's generation, you can have, like, favorite teams from different areas. And not to mention, like, now it's really leaned more towards the player. So wherever your favorite player goes to, that's kind of the team you ride with, which I can kind of get that too because I almost jumped off of Dallas. almost did when Dirk retired, but, you know, like matter from heaven came Luka Doncic to keep me on board because, woo, that boy cold. Woo. Back in my day, though, like the worst thing to be called was a bandwagon jumper. Folks like Drake that made it popular now. You guys do that. But that point being aside, I am a Dallas Mavericks fan. You ask me who my favorite player all time is, is Dirk Nowitzki. And that's literally when I started becoming a Dallas Mavericks fan. When I saw Dirk come out there like a unicorn doing all the things that, woo, that we praise now. And you want to be honest, though, like, people talked about me too. Like, yo, people talked about me when I used to always champion Dirk Nowitzki. But if you look back at it now, I'm telling you, man, during his reign, not the latter end, but like during his peak, dude was the best player in the NBA. Like, everything we praise players for doing now, Dirk did back then. Like, dead ass. Like, there is nothing like 2008 to 2011. Oh, he was the number one player in the NBA. It's just that we have the slander. Well, back in the day, not so much now, but back in the day, we had the slander for all European players. We called them soft. And, you know, a lot of y'all going to point to that time that David West ran up on Dirk during the game. And poked him in his jaw as an indication that he was soft. But I'll contend to you, no, that was Dirk being smart. Let me tell you something right now. As I sit and do this podcast, if David West busting the door right now, 
and poke me in the jaw, guess what? If I ain't got no toolie next to me, guess what? I just got poked in the jaw, guys. That's smart. I don't see the need of Dirk being dealt with on the court by David West because Dirk was getting a little, uh, he was out of pocket. He was getting a little out of pocket that game. He was throwing those elbows. But like I said, David West would have poked me in the jaw on the NBA court. All things being equal, I ain't got nothing but those hands. I don't see why I should take an L in public for y'all. So y'all won't think I'm soft. <laughs> right? So, yeah. But, no, that's the sled that we have for our European players, that they are soft. We don't really have that so much now. But back then, that was the slander against Dirk, so people didn't really look at his genius. Because the stuff he was doing, people were like, that's soft play. All the ball movement, all the space in the floor, all the seven-footer being able to be a legit three-point threat. Nah, we didn't like that back then. But now, that's what the NBA has become. I said all that to get to NBA free agency. This free agency is, you know what? It's not as a big, big and splashy as the other NBA free agencies have been. But, yo, the crown jewel of this free agency is Kevin Durant, a player who closely reminds me of Dirk Nowitzki. He's basically the heir apparent to Dirk Nowitzki. And we're all wondering, where is KD going to go? And there's been recent reports that the Memphis Grizzlies are looking to trade everything but John Morant in order to get KD to come to Memphis. And this leads me to oppose my homie, Bobby Gilkey May. The Grizz don't need Kevin Durant or the drama that comes with him. Keep his ass over there with that shit. The Memphis Grizzlies don't need Kevin Durant. And let me tell you something, buddy. Where I'm sitting over here in Japan, that's a dumbass statement. <laughs> Who did the Memphis Grizzlies get put out by this year? They beat Minnesota, which is a young team. And Memphis is a young team. Then they fought Golden State in the second round and got put out by Golden State. Who among you think if the Memphis Grizzlies didn't have Kevin Durant that they wouldn't have beat Golden State? Because I'll contend that they would have if they had KD. Matter of fact, the Memphis Grizzlies are actually a KD away from winning the damn championship. From where I'm sitting at, yes, yes. You trade anything you can to get KD right now. Like, people got this notion that KD was washed up. First, let me just say, dude played damn near every game last year. And when you look at his damn stats, look at the man's stats. The man averaged 29 points. Field goal percentage was 51. Damn near 52 is 51.8. Three-point percentage was 38%. Seven bounds, six asses, one steal, and one block. You don't think that would have got you to the championship? Promised land? Milk and honey? With Golden State old ass? Like, yo, and let me be honest. There is concerns about these guys falling off because they are getting older. Like, Steph Curry and KD are getting older, but I think KD got a few more years in them. Like, you trade it now. If you want to ring now, that's when you make the trade. Like, in the future, yeah, it's going to be some problems. The decline is happening now. But, yo, if you give me, what, 25 points? You think I won't take that? 25? I'll take 25. Memphis Achilles' heel in this playoff was they were young. And a lot of people saying, yeah, Memphis is a young team. I want to see what they do. That's their problem. They're young. 
They're young and they're inexperienced. You bring in a veteran like KD, bro, instant, instant title contentionship. Now, I was talking to some homies about this, most notably my homie Zach Baranski, who is a professional basketball player here in Japan, Flex, and my friend, <laughs> right? And I was talking to him about this. I'm like, man, do you think KD is washed up? He's like, nah. By no means is KD washed up. Like, dude is one of the best scorers in the NBA right now. Zach's only concern was, like, chemistry. Like, what Kevin Durant and Ja Morant work good together. And I told him, I contended, like, Kevin Durant's problem was, like, organizational. I felt like whenever Kevin Durant was at a good organization, i.e. Oklahoma or Golden State, he flourished. And he pretty much fell into the LeBron trap. Like when an organization gives a player too much damn control, you see how it goes. And the Nets gave KD and Kyrie way too much control over the front office. Like they let them pick the head coach. Like, come on, bro, Steve Nash? Like who among you thought Steve Nash was ready to coach all those guys? They went by the assumption that, look, man, we get all these star players and scheme won't matter. We just roll the ball out there. And because all these guys are all-stars, then we're going to make it to the finals. And that's not what it is, man. You do need chemistry. So, yeah, Zach's point on that is valid. But I do feel like Memphis is a well-ran organization. And the homie, uh, was it Taylor Jenkins? The uh, coach of uh, the Memphis Grizzlies? What's his name? Uh, Taylor? Taylor something. What is his name? Uh, damn, what's his name? Yeah, Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, I feel like the homie Taylor Jenkins is a damn good coach. And now since he made it this far in the playoffs with a young squad, if KD came there, yeah, he's going to fall in line. Because I truly believe that great players want to be coached anyway. So, yeah, if he knows there's a competent organization and they can get him to the promised land, milk and honey, then they're going to do it. And I also ran this by my brother, who's a semi-pro basketball player. He asked for he also coaches high school right now. I asked him, like, man, what do you think right now? He's like, yeah, <laughs> KD's still potent, man. Like, seriously, look at dude's stats. Like, if they had KD, they would have made it to the promised land. Now, when it comes to KD being a distraction, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about, dog. Like, y'all give KD a bad rap. Now, if you want to tell me this is a case of new media where the players are able to have podcasts and get their points of views out and, like, write on Twitter and stuff like that, I maybe, but that's just what it is now, dog. That ain't like, you know, good luck putting them biscuits back in the can. But I don't think that's a distraction on the court. If you're talking about like distractions off the court like that, cool. But I don't even think that's a distraction either because that's basically what the media does. The media goes out here and gets players' comments, but now the players are allowed to do their own media now. So if new media is your contention, I don't think that's a distraction. Like this is a case of, like, being lumped in with the people you hang with. Now, on the Nets, Kyrie Irving was a distraction. That was a guy. Was, I didn't really hear KD say anything this year. Like, what did KD do this year that was distracting? Besides just play ball and score. Like, I don't know. Like, seriously, I don't know what KD did to make y'all say he was a distraction. He was not. That was Kyrie Irving, dog. Like, you can say that the whole experiment of getting KD, Kyrie, and James Harden was a failure, but I would still contend that ain't really KD's fault. And KD wasn't really vocal about that either. 
not that I can, like, maybe you can point to something I don't know, but I didn't see him doing that. Like, the whole COVID not taking the vaccine thing was Kyrie. Now, if you want to tell me Kyrie was a distraction and derailed the team, sure, I'm with you on that. But I don't know what KD do, did. I think this is like residual layover from like some of the quote unquote perceived sucker ish that KD did, like with the Twitter accounts having burner phones. But also, I think people are looking at him leaving Oklahoma as a distraction because he left at the peak with him and Russell and uh, James Harden was there. And they was almost close to getting the championship there. He left to Golden State. I think people are holding that against him. And then he left Golden State and went to uh, the Nets. I think people are holding that against him. And he went with Kyrie Irving. So they kind of lumping Kyrie, Kyrie Irving and KD together unfairly, I think. Like, this is just basically like uh, you being lumped in with your homeboys, dog. I think KD out here is just trying to look for rings, like most people are. And KD is trying to do the assassin thing, like the, the mercenary. Like, look, wherever is my best chance to get a ring is where I'm going. Kind of like LeBron James. Right? That's what KD is doing. I don't think that's a distraction. I think in the player empowerment era, we hold it against these players that they got so much power to decide where they want to go. And some of them use it like poorly. Like James Harden is a good example of a mis abuse of power where dude just got out of like <laughs> two squads in the same year because he didn't want to be there. And that's like a, a good example of how people think the player empowerment era has went too far. But we hold it against the fact that these players have, like, agency of where they want to go in the NBA. I think that's the business decision. And y'all be a damn fool if y'all don't take KD to Memphis. Like, hell, if y'all don't want to hey, bring him to Dallas, we'll take him. Like, yo, I would give you everything on my damn roster right now for KD. Matter of fact, let me look at the Dallas Mavericks roster right now and tell you what I'm willing to give up to get KD. Uh, Jalen Bronson being off the market because he got traded to the Knicks. Uh, Reggie Bullock, you can have him. Uh, Dorian Finley-Smith, yeah, you can get that guy. Josh Green, yeah, he's yours. Tim Holloway Jr., you can have him. Dwight Powell, sure. Moses Wright, yours. The only people I wouldn't trade, honestly, off the Dallas Mavericks roster would be uh, Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, those are the only two I would keep. Anybody else, you can have them. You want Maximilian uh, Kleber? Cool. He's yours. Anything to get KD, bro, because you can start getting auxiliary players to, to, to hold up that gap. And when you're talking about Memphis, like, yo, if you the Memphis Grizzlies, dog, like, going off their roster, I mean, honestly, Jaron Jackson Jr. is cold, right? He's cold. John Morant, of course. Steve Adams for the defense. Uh, Dylan Brooks was hooping too, right? They got some damn good players, but like, which one of those players you wouldn't give up for KD? In all honesty, like Dylan Brooks as a small forward versus KD as a small forward, who would you rather have? And who you think gonna like do more damage? Like seriously, let me just look up Dylan Brooks stats right now. Right, you get 18 points a game, three rebounds, damn near three asses. Come on, dog. You're getting a bump in every damn category, dog. Every damn category. Three-point percentage, 35, which is not bad, dog. Field goal percentage, 44. But KD is a great upgrade, bro. Like, yo, you can get Dylan Brooks, 
Uh, who else can you get? Danny Green, Kyle Anderson. I ain't gonna lie, you damn near can get Steven Adams too if you want him for KD. And everything else, man, you can work that shit out, dog. So I don't get what you guys coming from, but like I said, cool, you don't want him? Let him come to the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, I love that guy. <laughs> Dead ass. Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade? Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. So, uh, you're offered a pill that can increase your intelligence by 50% permanently. Like limitless or whatever. Yes. It's going to increase your intelligence. But the flip side is you're going to be bald. I'm talking about like no beard, no eyebrows, and your good looks going to diminish by 30%. Do you take the pill? Yeah, you get 50% intelligence, but you lose good looks by 30%. (laughs) Wait, so what constitutes good looks? You're talking about. All right. Okay. You're a handsome man, right? Thank you. So you're a handsome man. Mm. Your eyebrows are going to be gone. Them just. Gone. Your beard gone. I just I look like a chemo yeah, patient. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Your dreads yeah. gone. Those balls are as yeah. smooth as eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. And um, yeah. And your skin is not so well kept. Mm. Maybe a little bit of acne. Oh. Some blemishes. Oh. What about my muscles? Because attractiveness. Yeah, by, is, by 30%. Is, is a, it's it's subjective. Yeah, so you'd be 30% smaller. And 30% more flabby. I could change that though. Can you? This is permanent, by the way. I'm saying. So no matter how hard I yeah, exercise. That's it. But you had that uh, intelligence. 50%. Mm-hmm. 50%. Did you take the pill? Or do you not? Perhaps in 20 years. Because I got a lot more good fucking that I need to do before I get old. And and I feel like if I lost 30% of just all my attributes, uh, it would it would diminish. But you're gaining 20% more intelligence. 50%. Yeah, no, but 20%, like, on top of the 30, you're losing. So, like, if uh-huh. you add it up, you're gaining 20% more. Yes, but here's the thing. My muscles, for example, they maintain my health. Like my joints, Facts. my knees, my hips, my back. That's true, that's true, that's true. So not only would it be a decrease, uh, a decrease in my looks, it would be a decrease in my health. In your way of life. Yeah, because right. my heart's not going to be happy about it. Hmm. You know what I'm going to say? And um, so I... At this point in my life, I'll be like, come talk to me in like 20 years. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you, man. This is why. And y'all might call me shallow, but I didn't see like a line of trying to holler at Stephen Hawkins, right? I didn't. Like, call me crazy, but he's a genius, but y'all wasn't like, oh my God, he's so sexy. Let me go give him some poon. Y'all wasn't doing that, dog. So if I'm shallow, you are too. Ain't nobody here. That- Look, man, there are like, certain qualities of a genius that attract certain people but as a whole we are shallow as fuck right and not to mention 
attractive people tend to get more money, get more jobs, because this is how we wired, dog. Like, Ashton Kutcher is not a good actor. Man, just look good, dog. It's like a bunch Facts. of these actors ain't good. They just fit the aesthetic, man. Facts. You can say the same thing about uh, Rock, Rock Hudson. Facts. Rock Hudson wasn't a good actor, but it's a lot of good looks get you shit, bro. Like, when you look good, <laughs> people give you shit. Now, I'm with you, though. If I'm at the end of my ropes, maybe like I'm 65, yeah, go and give me that pill, man. I don't care at that point. And it's an argument to be made that if I can use that 50% extra intelligence to maybe like take over the stock market or Woo. like get my funds up, Woo. then yeah, the women going to come <laughs> and the other stuff going to come too. Yeah. So you can make that argument with me too, but just on a baseline level, I know geniuses that are broke, just ain't got no money. Broke. So it's just having intelligence. If intelligence meant like money. Guaranteed. But it doesn't, though. Yeah. But if it did mean that, it'd be a lot of rich professors out here. But they ain't. True. So, nah, true. man. True. Don't true. take away my looks. And I ain't saying I'm the best looking guy in the world, but I'm far from ugly. There you go. Far hey. from. Hey, and here's the thing, man. People like to talk about how shallow everybody is. If everybody's shallow and that's the standard, then by definition, you're not shallow. You're regular. Or honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just honest. Look, where in the animal kingdom does shallowness not coming to play when selecting a mate. Male birds put on these grand displays to get pussy, right? They got all these colors. colors, They dancing out there. Singing. Ah! Trying to get it. Yeah. Uh, Deers, who got the biggest, most robust, thick horns, right? Them alpha males be getting the most pussy. I don't believe in alpha males, but it's something to it. In the the natural world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In our world, it's all bullshit. So I'm an alpha male, bro. Nobody tells me what to do. Now I'm a sigma male, bro. I'm kind of reclusive. Like, but I'm not an alpha male, but I'm reclusive. And I keep my feelings to myself. Yeah, I don't hang out with betas because uh, if you hang out with betas, then you're going to become a beta. Yeah, I'm an bro. alpha, bro. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in the natural world, that shit exists. And that is the evolution of life is basically predicated on whoever got the most juice it does. gets the most pussy. So we're not shallow. No, we're not shallow. That's just, yeah. just real life. But yeah. no, I'm not taking a pill to decrease my looks, dog. You know what I'm saying? Here's a, here's a question. Here's a question. Would you take a pill that increased your looks by 50% but reduced your intelligence by 30%? Just flip it. No. 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 Um, for me personally, no. Because I... All right. Not to get too personal, guys, but I'm a high school dropout. So I've always been kind of insecure about my intelligence level until I realized that, look, I ain't got nothing to prove. I'm a high school dropout with a college degree. And I truly believe intelligence, like we look at the, not the application of intelligence, but more like what your grade was in college. But I would not give up a single shred of my intelligence for extra looks because I'm handsome as fuck right now. I mean, look, it'd be awesome. Maybe 5%. If you say five percent or ten percent, I do that. Uh. But yeah, but not 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 thirty percent of my intelligence. His GD <laughs> is helping him move on. I got a GD, man. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop there, man. Like, all the jokes gonna come. Like the only thing that my GD does is I got a college degree. I got a GD and there you go. And there you go. Exactly. A, a college degree. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta. You can't just stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta I got let a GD know. and 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 hey, wait, 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 and, wait, 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 and 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 let me finish. And and it's so funny how we shit on people with GDs too. Like yeah, it's like they went back. 
They did I know, it. right? It's like, dude, man, but people shit on GEDs. Somebody tell me, your GED ain't shit. I was like, damn. They got, I got a college degree. He didn't know how to college degree. I was like, yeah. Because he was talking about, like, yeah, you got to get a high school diploma, not a GED. I was like, well, I got a GED. He's like, man, your GED ain't shit. Thank God I got a college degree. Did you get one? The answer was no. <laughs> Bitch. I ain't going to lie. He was smart, though, because he didn't get no debt. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, anyway. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that either because, like, if I did it, here's, I, nobody, you like the dumb jock until they're not playing sports anymore. Real talk. Yeah, it's like high school, college, professional. If they're a dumb jock and they're good, you like them. As soon as they retire and they keep on talking, then you're like, oh, bruh, bruh. That's true. Yeah. But you you know gotta what? shut up. The, the stereotype of the dumb jock is really not true, man. Like, no, it's not. Most of the time, the jocks are like straight A students and applying themselves. I mean, there are some people who slick, slide through the cracks. Yeah. You know, some truth and error yeah. stereotype. But like, most of the guys I know who are like, even pro right now, they're smart guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you was a college athlete. I was. Yes. Yeah. You're not dumb. Nah, dude. I was a super nerd. And your pops, he went to Notre Dame. He couldn't be dumb. Nah, man. Man, shout out to Daddy Hunter, man. When he, when he coming on the pod? That's a good question. Yeah, I need it. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a flex. It's dead of the NFL pro football yeah. player. If y'all didn't know that. Seattle Seahawks. Give us money. Patreon is a dead NFL player. Hey. <laughs> Notre Dame, he did a lot for you. He played with Joe Montana. Joe Montana. First thousand yard Russia in Notre Dame history. He was doing that thing. That's right. Yeah. Killing him. Yeah. That's right. Would you call your uh, father handsome? Did you think, like... His, he's more handsome or more intelligent. Well, here's the thing. When I was a kid and I looked up to my dad, mm. I always thought he was cool as fuck. Mm. The word handsome never played into it. It's like, man, my dad, ex-football player, running back, could have been an Olympic sprinter. Like The man put, cold. Look, look, yeah. look him up on Wikipedia. The man cold. Yeah. And he, he had a wet jumper. Like, he was just cool as fuck. It was like, always my daddy could beat up your daddy. And it was true. On the playground, my daddy could beat up your daddy. You know what? I my think, daddy played in the NFL. I think your daddy could beat up my daddy to my daddy do some shiesty ass shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> my daddy is shiesty as hell. Pull out the knife. <laughs> oh, my daddy gonna pull out something. Like, matter of fact, this is how it go. Your daddy and my daddy get in the fight. <laughs> Too your, old daddy ass. Be, your daddy be getting my daddy at work. I'm talking about convincing win to my daddy. Oh, here comes the chair. <laughs> Oh, not daddy. the steel chair. Oh, chair. That's my daddy. That, 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 that's Nolan. <laughs> and he jumps in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but to answer the question, I would say my dad, yeah, man, he always had style. I say he's handsome. I saw a picture, man. He had swag, dog. Yeah. Like that ass. Yeah, he yeah. did. He Shout did. out to Daddy Hunter, man. 